0: Welcome to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I am Mike Stevens, and sitting virtually across from me is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, we're, we're doing a podcast. It's a Monday evening, afternoon. I've got a beer in my hand. Things are going pretty well. How you doing?
1: Vaccinated, baby! Mm-hmm.
0: We have a vaccinated podcast member. This is this is a big deal, folks. Now, I want, like, tell, tell your story, because, like, I... It's crazy because I have been, like, I didn't tell my plight on how on how I've been trying to get a vaccine for, you know, the last, like, week or so. I was, I, I logged into the, I logged into the digital queue in Ontario. Right, but
1: if your health card doesn't match, then you're messed.
0: Yeah, there were 250,000 people in front of me in the queue oh, when I first logged though. in. Oh, that's good, though. I know, it's fantastic. We know that there's, like, a quarter million people out there, at least, who's vaccinated. That's fantastic, but... I waited three and a half hours. Finally get to the front of the line. Postal code is linked. So I'm like, oh, great. Call back the next day. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Finally get an operator. They hang up on me. They hung up on me, Rachel.
1: That's not ideal. Not ideal at all. Sounds like you're talking to like Bella Rogers as opposed to. Seriously. (laughs) Vaccine line.
0: Seriously. So then I go like call back the next day. No, no available spots. Whatever. Finally, I'm booked for May 18th. Rachel is vaccinated today at a pop-up clinic, where things are nature's healing. Just,
1: okay, so I texted Mike and I tweeted about this. I was at the the pop-up clinic, which ironically yeah. enough, I was talking to my dad about this. I I'm I was vaccinated at a clinic run by the hospital that like took really good care of my grandmother as she was passing away. Mm -hmm. Um, while we're on that subject, hello to my other grandmother.
0: Yes. Hello to Rachel's grandmother. We we've gotten some feedback from her saying she's upset at us for not saying hi to her in the podcast. So that's just going to be a regular thing. Hello, Rachel's grandmother.
1: Right. We're Um, so glad
0: that you're here and listening.
1: Exactly. So I, um, went to the Papa clinic that, so my other grandmother who's passed away, Mm -hmm. um, where it's, it's run by the hospital that was like taking good care of her. She was kind of in the later stages of her life. So it was kind of cool. Um, but while I was there, I was inside the building. It was at Downsview Arena. And mm. okay, so this woman, I see this kind of like commotion. And I'm like, oh, like what's going on? And this woman, I come to realize is not wearing a mask, which is like a really odd thing to be doing inside right now. And she is yelling at the staff. Like She's holding a mask in her hand, like waving it around, and she's yelling at the staff that now that she has been vaccinated, she just got her shot. Like we're talking, she has a Band-Aid on her arm. I don't need to wear a mask anymore, and you can't force me to wear a mask. So she got escorted out of the building, but I don't exactly know how you can be anti-mask. And also at a vaccine clinic. Like, I don't, I don't know how that works, but it was quite comical. And the best was the young guy, these poor volunteers that are like running the lines or whatever. Yeah.
0: They're volunteers. They're not the getting paid The lady was for like,
1: don't you tell me what to do. And the poor guy was like, don't worry about it. I would, I will not be doing that.
0: Oh my God.
1: But yeah, I was honestly like everybody in line was just howling, laughing. Cause we're like, you could not make a bigger ass of yourself if you tried. And she was like at one point, like waving some card that was clearly like made by her. And she was like, This is my I don't have to wear a mask card. And the guy looked at her and was like, man, there is no such thing as that. Like
0: there's what's funny is like, so that reminds me of a scene in like Parks and Recreation where like this one character, Ron Swanson, he's like, you know, the this manly down-to-earth guy or whatever, and he really and there's a corporate barbecue and he has to run it. And he's like, all right, we got like, we got, we're going to have ribs and they're like, great, where are they? And he like leads out a pig that's on a leash and he's like, meet your, (laughs) meet your lunch. And the, the park ranger just like, you know, like, you know, you can't do that, right? Like, it's not like, it's not legal. He's like, don't, not to worry. I have, I have a permit and it, and he like hands the, (laughs) the guy a piece of paper and the paper just, it's just a piece of paper printed out that says I do, I can do what I want. Ron. And <laughs> that's,
1: that's basically this that's lady. literally
0: what the lady did.
1: But yeah, <laughs> I they can were, do what was, I want, Karen. It was super <laughs> efficient. Like I'm noticing. Like I've been paying close attention based on like my ex roommate and like honestly, one yeah. of my ex boyfriends is a doctor, so like I talk to him pretty often. Um, and
0: oh, Rachel dates smarter people than me. Oh, okay. Whoa. Um,
1: well, I, if I would have been smarter, I probably would have still been dating him. So
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor, um, come back. Rachel. Rachel wants you back.
1: There's, um, like the acceleration of vaccines is been fantastic. Like there were in Ontario, there's over 120,000 a day now, which is fantastic, which means likely by the last week of June, over 80% of the population will be at least have their first dose. Um, There's only so many people
0: in Ontario, man, and 120,000 a day that those are, those are pretty good numbers.
1: But there what? is way too many things that have happened in hockey the oh last like six days. So like let's friggin' do this because I'm in such a good mood today to like yeah. do the pod. I've I've been so excited to do the podcast all day.
0: Yeah, me too. This has been fantastic. So we are going to, we know that Torts and uh, and Rick Talkett have left uh like left mutually agreed to part ways with their team. So the thing was we were gonna do sort of a season recap or wrap up today until the Jack Eichel stuff went, you know, nuclear in the afternoon. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do an entire season wrap-up show uh, for for Friday's show. So we're gonna be touching on that. So if you came to this podcast for some hard-hitting John Tortorella, Rick Talkett analysis, which is you know those are the sexy topics. Nothing says sexy like Rick Talkett. Um So we're gonna <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna bump that to Friday. But boy, do we have some stuff to talk about this week. So you want to hop into it, Rachel?
1: Let's do it.
0: All right. So top top headline right here. Fantastic news! Alex Ovechkin invests in the National Women's Soccer League's Washington Spirit. This is reported by Thanks Emily he's Kaplan. He's on
1: the nice list.
0: He is a hundred percent firmly on the nice list. This is fantastic. What have we said since you know the beginning of this podcast? You know, like you got to you can walk the walk or you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. This is Ovechkin putting his money where his mouth is, and the, literally, what he's saying with his mouth here is. I think it's important to support women and women's professional athletes, not just in the United States, but all over the world. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. You should be able to chase the same goals as a professional athlete. Boy, you just this is just something you love to see.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Um, Alex Ovechkin, like, let's face it. He is an absolute superstar in Washington. There is almost nobody there that doesn't know who he is. He is one of the best hockey players of all time. He, including the best goal scorer of all time, and definitively, for him to come out and not only say like support women's sports because like Enis cantor has been wearing the shirt that says um, like more it's the Megan Reyes design shirt that says like more yeah. women, black Latino um, like support women's sports but for Alex Ovechkin come out with a monetary. Uh, investment. And not only that, he said, I don't want to be just a monetary investor. Like I want to be there. I want to push this. Like he was there today. They had a Jersey made. He wants to go to games. And I think it's important to point out, he was inspired by his mother, who's a two-time Olympic champion, mm-hmm. I believe in basketball. And so yeah, for Ovechkin, player. yeah, he, he had exposure to, um, female athletes and for him to really get behind this, like, let's face it, A whole lot of people probably didn't know that there was an NWSL team in Washington. Alex Ovechkin putting on that jersey in and of itself is insanely fantastic marketing.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like Like, you can say,
1: oh, like let women be at the forefront. But in this case, no, like let Alex Ovechkin be at the forefront of that marketing because hockey fans will see that other people who are fans of Ovechkin will see that and they will naturally gravitate towards that. So, like, this is yeah. a good thing. Use Ovechkin, please.
0: There is no, like, more high-profile athlete in Washington than Alex Ovechkin, because if you look at their teams, like, the Washington football team doesn't have a marquee player. Like, they like Terry McLaurin's great, but he's, I, you know, he's not, like, a headline, you know, grabbing star. The like, we're Nationals, talking
1: about generational talent here.
0: Exactly. Like, the Nationals won, like, won the uh, World Series, so Steven Strasburg, I guess, is up there. But even then, like, most of Washington's premier athletes, like, You know, Bryce Harper would have been one, but he's gone. Like, Ovechkin is like, Ovechkin putting his name behind something is so, so important. Like, he is the most important person in Washington sports right now, at least, most famous person in Washington sports right now. And him not only endorsing it, but going like, hey, this is like I'm putting my money into this. I'm not just going to be a silent partner. I'm going to be like hands on. Like I'm going to be like Mark Cuban, basically. I'm going to be you know screaming at refs and you know taking fines for the for my team and stuff like that. Like that's that's exactly what you need. Like and and also on to the topic of his mother too. Like two time Olympic champion. Bo- I'm pretty sure aren't both of his parents Olympic athletes? D- wasn't his dad in like shot put or something?
1: Um, I don't know about his father, but I know his father used to be a professional soccer player for Moscow. So, like, he comes from a line of like athletes, to say the least. But to me, like, I think we always talk about how, um, like, it's it's great when Alexi Lafreniere is wearing a PWHPA hoodie, or yeah. we, all, we talk about how athletes need to be more supportive of women's sports. It's all fine and dandy to like wear a hoodie and tweet about it, but to actually invest in it is a completely different thing. And this needs to be recognized because I really hope that what this does is it says to other athletes, you can do this. So like Sidney Crosby has quietly been providing equipment to uh, people of color who are in underrepresented communities so that they can play hockey. Yeah. I didn't even,
0: I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wow.
1: It's very quiet, Good but like guy. that was that was dating back to when like Ray Shiro was the GM of the Penguins. That's how long it's been going on for. Wow. And and so that's the level of investment in um, sports that we need from these professional athletes. Like imagine if this starts kind of like a tidal wave where Ovechkin does it, and now I don't know maybe Austin Matthews does it. Or uh, any other, like even think think bigger. Like, so like LeBron James uh, does oh, it. Oh,
0: he's he's deep into that. Yeah,
1: exactly. So like LeBron James doing it. So now like Stephen Curry's involved, and you get all these big athletes, and and you have people that follow them. And so naturally, there's there's a psychological part of this that mm-hmm. says if someone that you follow does it, then you're more likely to do it too. So these people following women's sports, they're going to bring a whole new segment of people. To women's sports, and that's super important.
0: And here's the thing, too: investing in a sports team, like buying a sports team, like for the first few years, it's not like it's not a money maker You know, like he's not going to be he's he's not going to be you know well, cashing checks. Doesn't really make money, right? Exactly to begin
1: with. But the exactly. fact that he's doing it anyways is kind exactly of the point.
0: That's what like that. That's my point. Is like. He didn't like this isn't just like, you know, a good investment that his guy you, that, you know, his money guy told him to to get to bolster his portfolio. Like he's not going to be making he's not going to be raking in the Benjamins on this investment. He did this because it matters to him because he believes in the cause and he wants to build something great for for women athletes. And I think that's fantastic. Like that's exactly the type of motivation you want to see behind investment like this. We absolutely love to see it. The greatest goal scorer on the ice. And now, you know, one of the the game's premier uh, voices for Equality off the ice. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I I think we do a like. There's so much negativity around hockey right now, and rightfully so. And there's a there whole is a lot of negativity surrounding how hockey is hegemonic, and it's got toxic masculinity, and there isn't enough supporting of their female counterparts. And so Ovechkin going out and doing this sends a very strong message, and it's it's definitely something like to be quite honest with you. I'm really happy that I haven't seen people being like, oh, well, he didn't do this for women's hockey. Dude, he's supporting women's sports. Like, honestly, like the fact that he's doing this is a good thing, which it shows that he cares. We don't need to be nitpicky about it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Speaking of scoring goals on the ice. Boy, oh boy, do we have a, did we have a, not a weekend, but I guess a week of incredible milestones. So we'll, we'll hit, let's hit like the lesser one first and then we'll do the more important one. Like as much as I don't want to call it lesser, but like Matthew's hitting 40 is incredibly impressive.
1: It is the second, I believe he has like 0.8 or something goals per game, which is on par with like what Mario Lemieux did in yeah. like ninety five, ninety six, which is preposterous. Like that's ridiculous, and it's still like the second best accomplishment of the season. Being compared yeah. to Mario Lemieux is the second best accomplishment of this NHL season.
0: Because Connor McDavid did legitimately the unthinkable. Like I, <laughs> so I'm, 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 in awe of what this man has done. McDavid has hit a hundred points. In the shortened season.
1: Fifth three games. There are three games left. There <laughs> are
0: still three games left, and this, this motherfucker has a hundred points.
1: So you know what's so funny is so we've mentioned it on the podcast before. I don't know if it was when you like I don't know if it was with Ian or with you, but I mm-hmm. am friends with McDavid's best friend. So much like McDavid, this this particular individual lives at McDavid's house in like Newmarket Aurora. Mm-hmm. To watch it while McDavid's in Edmonton. That's how close they are. So, like, and I'm, I'm playing hockey him. with
0: McDavid. I know, yeah, like, I so, know all about this.
1: So, he told me in like December, January that yeah. McDavid was paying attention to people saying, oh, like McKinnon is better, Crosby's still better, Drysidal is better. He was paying attention and he was going to be monstrous this year. And I was like, okay, like, what? Like, I'm sure he will be. And he said to me, he goes, no, he's gonna get 100 points this year. I said, not a fucking chance. Not a chance. Points. There's not even going to be remote, like 60 games. He's not getting 100 points. He goes, you want to bet? You want to bet?" And I'm like, well, no, but I, he's not getting 100 points. And lo and behold, he did. So then I was going back and forth with him. And you know what he said to me? He goes... What did he say to you? Just wait till the playoffs. There's a whole another level coming. I'm like, what do you mean there's another oh, level Jesus coming? There's not Christ. another level. There's How? not another level. How is goes, there another no, level? There's always another level. This guy pays attention and though he doesn't like talking about himself he knows what he's doing and and like the guy said to me he goes mcdavid knows and there is another level and i'm like dear god i need a leafs edmonton playoff series connor mcdavid in the playoffs if there, if he's right and there truly is another level oh my god that should be illegal
0: he's being right to this point why would we assume that he's not right this time like he's literally
1: been right for the last like 4 years about McDavid yeah. so i'm just i'm just going to stop doubting him he's
0: this is one of the most incredible achievements we've ever seen in hockey this is a during a like it's not just that it's a shortened season you know like that's that's one thing you know it's almost it's the the season's almost cut in half like it's it's definitely Yeah, it's like let's we're just in the say that
1: like getting 100 points in a regular season is i incredible. Mean, two games makes you a superstar
0: we are only a few years removed from Jordy Ben winning the Art Ross for, with eighty-seven points. <laughs> like it, like, you know, we're only a few years removed than that, and this guy has hundred points in a shortened season. But that it's was not the only David that
1: injury year, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're so we're in we're in a pandemic. If you haven't noticed, how many of you are operating at full capacity right now? Because uh, I'm running not, like maybe I may be running at like twelve percent max. <laughs> you know, like max. This guy, in the middle of a pandemic, we've already talked at length about how just incredibly stringent and isolating and mentally taxing these protocols are. How you essentially are just going to work, putting your head down, being completely alone from people. You know, that like that you have to work out with a mask on. Your routines are all messed up. Travel's all messed up. Everything. And this guy still put up a 100 points in a shortened season during a pandemic. I. Not only is that an incredible is not only is that one of the most incredible hockey achievements like from a hockey perspective we've ever seen but from a mental toughness perspective from the ability to be operating oh, he's at he's a
1: lizard he's a lizard the,
0: yeah the, from the ability to be able to operate at a level that you that is untouched from a productive stamp from a production standpoint while the world is burning around you that's something that's a level like mere mortals like you or i we don't have
1: so like, okay it's so i did some absurd Jonathan Willis and Daniel Nugent Bowman wrote an article, and then I did some research kind of on top of that, uh, just to kind of put into perspective the season that McDavid's having. So, era-adjusted, which is important because, like, goaltending and, like, goals per game and whatever, he, he is only behind four seasons of Wayne Gretzky and one season of Mario Lemieux. So, he has, like... A top six season in the history of the NHL. And quite frankly, I discounted pre-forward pass. So like Howie Morenz and like Coney Whelan because pre-forward pass is not <laughs> real hockey. And so Coney we're not going to... Whieland. But like, to be fair, like I'm talking modern era. And so he's on pace for 155 points in 82 games, which is only been accomplished... You're talking when hockey was hockey. We, that has only been accomplished five, like by five people in the history of the NHL. And those people are Wayne Gretzky multiple times, Mario Lemieux Mm. multiple times, Steve Iserman once, Esposito once, and Nichols once. So five people have done it in NHL history and he's got, which this is crazy to me he has 22% more points than the dude in second place. And if you mm-hmm. remove his teammate, he has 48% more points than the next closest dude.
0: I think the next closest dude is Tyson Berry too, just for a little No, 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 I'm talking next
1: closest dude, like not on his team.
0: Oh, in the league. Oh my God.
1: He, like, it is actually stupid.
0: He's playing a different sport. This He's playing is, a different sport. It's
1: not normal behavior. And- People being like, "Oh, does it does it does it count though? It has an asterisk." Well, I went and no. did the um, work of figuring out who Edmonton would have played in their division had they stayed in the Pacific. And do you mean to tell me most that he, of them are ass? Do you mean to tell me he wouldn't have done this against Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, L.A., and Calgary? He literally probably would have had 190 points.
0: He already did it against Vancouver and Calgary. So we can already chalk those up. He's already done against them. Anaheim's ass. Who are the other teams? Like, list the teams again. LA and San Jose.
1: Ass, ass. Right, so then people are like, oh, but he'd have to play against, like, Vegas. Okay, so replace Vegas with Toronto. Fine. Okay, but then what are we doing? Replacing Ottawa with Anaheim and, like, Winnipeg with LA. Like, he would have more points if he was playing in his own division. He might not have as many points against Vegas and whomever, but... Against San Jose, like the three California teams, Vancouver and Calgary? What? How do you with a straight face say that? And people like, oh, he didn't play the rest of the league. Oh, I'm sorry. As if playing Buffalo was a challenge?
0: Well, it's first of all, there's (laughs) like so many just mediocre teams this season. Like it's it's crazy. But also
1: fucking terrible.
0: But like I would say like the middle like there's a glut of middle class that's just like
1: but then you there's know. like a glut of horrid. Like, look at this. Okay, so you've got Anaheim. Anaheim is awful. Buffalo yes. is should should be relegated. New Jersey, <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. Philadelphia, yep. terrible. Ottawa's actually been not bad of late. Calgary, Van-
0: terrible.
1: Vancouver. You've got Detroit and Columbus, absolutely horrendous. Like, every team has absolutely brutal teams. And we'll get into this on Friday when we talk about the divisions. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, but to say that McDavid wouldn't accomplish this playing against the rest of the league, I would argue it would probably be worse because he would get to play against Detroit and Columbus and Buffalo for crying out loud. The guy would average six points a game against Buffalo. Like, don't even say he wouldn't.
0: No, 100%. What I want to do is I just want to back up for a second and just say, like, you shouldn't even be having to make arguments like this because anyone trying to pour cold water on the achievement that we've just seen, like, I. Is an idiot. I I, like I want I want whoever is trying to do this like you can explain that to me you can explain how Connor McDavid is has never you know how his 100 point season isn't as impressive and yada and then after that I can explain to you what being loved by another human being feels like because clearly you've never experienced that.
1: Like we're in a pandemic, and this guy accomplished one of the greatest seasons in this league's history, and we're finding ways to 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 say it's invalid. How about we just enjoy like the one nice thing we've been given in the last eighteen months?
0: yeah, like it's 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 this is a, an accomplishment that just goes so far beyond the realm of logic. Like when I play video games, like i like I will like, for example, when I play MLB the show, and I promise this connects, but I love talking about my show. Um, GM season but in the same way that, that I'm gonna
1: say that Robert Lewandowski is about to break a 50 year old exactly. scoring record yeah. while he was he was injured for a month of the season and he's still gonna break the record it's fucked like it's so crazy like, like,
0: when I play my MLB like franchise mode like I try I love when it's like as realistic as possible so like okay. for example if like if I if if a random GM offers me a trade that's just like absurd absurdly tilted to my side like i'll literally decline it because i'm like this just like breaks the suspension of disbelief for me and for example like if i'll be playing a game and i'm just clubbing home run after home run for home run and i'm like this could never happen in a normal game i like will simulate and exit that game just because i'm like it breaks the illusion what mcdavid's doing like if i was playing an nhl season and i had a player who scored 100 points in 53 games that would break the illusion of the game to me because i go this could never happen in real life and yet here McDavid is accomplishing exactly that in real life. He's 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 putting up like I know people toss around these this word a lot. But as someone who has played a lot of them during the pandemic, I can tell you this. He is literally putting up video game numbers. These are the numbers of someone who this is the number of like simming a season with, you know, all of the sliders turned down to like the lowest possible to one. To rookie mode. He's playing exactly, rookie mode. <laughs> he's basically playing batting practice in MLB the show. And it is we're watching this, like, you are going to one day tell your kids about this guy. Like, all the people getting to say, oh, you know, I got to watch Michael Jordan in person. I got to watch Wayne Gretzky in person. You're going to tell your kids, A, I lived through a pandemic, and B, I got to watch Connor McDavid score 100 points in 53 games during the plague.
1: Do you know is that, that? Like, how, like, okay, so he has made the Oilers appointment television, right? Oh, 100%. But, but how many people... Would voluntarily watch all 56 of Edmonton's games this year. Because I did. I watched every Edmonton game this year. Specifically because I wanted to watch what McDavid and Dreisaitl were going to do. Because it's it's ridiculous. He was on Saturday night. Was I was speaking to a couple people in hockey. That was one of the best performances I have ever. Ever seen because I'm 25 mm-hmm. Like you and I are 25 that is one of yeah. The best performances I have ever Seen from any hockey Player ever Yeah he basically Said I'm going to do whatever The hell I want and there is nothing You are going to do to stop me
0: It's always really remarkable when an, Like when you see an athlete it Like do the Owen Nolan Calling his spot like call, yeah. calling his Spot on, on the but like Over the course of an entire season like, he just, he's literally, like, shows up at training camp, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking wreck this entire league. And you go, like, okay, and then you just watch him proceed to wreck the entire league. Like, it's, yeah, like that is something special. Like,
1: he has more three-point games than zero-point games? That's abnormal. That's alien. That,
0: that's one of the craziest stats I've ever heard just now. <laughs> like, he has more three-point games than zero-point games? Like, how... Do you have any idea how good you have to be to not just, you know, like the way that math, like you, this guy's fighting math, like the math would dictate that, you know, that's impossible. This guy is throwing hands with math and winning. It is incredible. Like, uh,
1: we just, we need to marvel at it. And, and if you're poo pooing on it, then you need to, uh, enjoy life some more because somebody has hurt you.
0: I wish, I wish we could spend the rest of this podcast marveling at it. Like it deserves that. It's incredible, and then we also haven't even talked hit on Matthews yet, who hits forty goals in the shortened season with three games left. It incredible,
1: like this I would, guy because it, of his. I would say this because of his wrist, McDavid, not like not the same, but Matthews because he's had wrist and other injury issues this year. You couldn't shoot the puck for a month and a half. I would, I would, I would sit him until the playoffs. I'd be like, oh, you can oh, play yeah, one yeah. more game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could play one more game. Pick.
0: I would sit. I would sit every leaf. They've already clinched the division, which by the way, the last time they clinched the division, we were four. So just, uh, just everyone, wrap everyone in bubble wrap, play the growlers for the rest of the season with the Leafs. Pretty cool. All right. Plot points was trending up, trending down in the world of hockey, trending up. You know, this, this is just the, uh, you know, the, the, the normal trending up, um, the ever present trending up psychotic behavior, specifically on hockey, Twitter, But someone straight up photographed and followed Jim Benning around a grocery store and like vlog basically like live tweeted their experience and thought that was just an okay thing to do. Um,
1: That is completely abnormal behavior. He thought he caught Jim in
0: 4K. Uh, He didn't because I get it. He's
1: a GM. It's one thing to walk up to someone and say, hey, can I have a picture with you? I have had that. It yeah. is an entirely other situation to follow someone around a grocery store, take multiple pictures of them, and tweet them. That is absolutely psychotic. You are not. No, I nuts. know what
0: he was trying to do. I know what he was trying to do because I get that, he was but trying. It's still
1: not acceptable.
0: To, he was. It wasn't sort of like a, a, a you know an autograph thing. He was trying to say like you know. This guy is out grocery shopping when, like, they should probably be in some sort of quarantine or something like that after, you know, he, ha- he just had, like, a big, their team just had a big sort of flit, COVID flare-up. I get that, but you look unhinged doing that. Like, you that don't is- follow
1: someone around a friggin' grocery store. If he's at a restaurant, no mask, kibitzing around, yeah. by all means, Fine. take a picture. The guy is grocery store, social distancing, wearing a mask. I-, I don't see why we need to have pictures taken.
0: What else do you want from him? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, it's, and as well, it's like... crazy. Thinking that's just, like, a cool thing to do, like a normal behavior thing to do, like, I I would never, I don't know, it just seems so weird to, like, press hit send on that and be like, I did something. I really, comp, I really snapped on them, folks. Like, it's just, it's wild. All right, trending down as well. It's people using their brains to make award decisions because we have already seen some pretty ridiculous claims of okay every year we we get this whole heart decision of like who's the most valuable to their team versus best player in the i league, actually hate yada it so yada. much. i hate it so much it really reached a fever pitch um when uh the year you were in new jersey when taylor hall won it because that was that was one i re- remember being like i'm so sick of this argument we've also we like look we've had the edmonton media literally go mike smith is a more you know, is, is the team MVP over Conor McDavid or Leon Drysado? You
1: should literally. Okay, so this is. I had this idea and I was bandering it around with somebody in the Pro Hockey Writers Association. The voting, like, you, there should be two parts of the Pro Hockey Writers Association. To me, Just because you're in the PHWA does not mean you should get to vote. And by the way, if you get caught voting like a complete idiot, you should lose your right to vote because you clearly have no idea what the hell you're doing. So, Edmonton writers voting for Mike Smith over McDavid. like To me, anyone who gives anybody but McDavid a first place heart vote has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Right or same with Victor Hedman for the Norris. I spoke so. Mm, hmm, I spoke to an NHL coach and an NHL defenseman who plays top four minutes. Like this is a legitimate. This is not a fringe NHL defenseman. Yeah. Right. Both said that the top three defensemen in the NHL this year, in any particular order, Adam Fox, Kale McCarr, Dougie Hamilton. What was interesting is both also said. Victor Hedman has an earned reputation. He has earned mm. it by being one of the best defensemen in the league for almost a decade. He has absolutely not been anywhere near the best defenseman in the league this year and shouldn't even be nominated for the Norris, never mind winning it.
0: It's the best this actor This is a
1: reputation award. vote. And quite frankly, yeah. all it does is if, if you vote for Victor Hedman, what that tells me is that you are not paying attention.
0: The majority of Oscar wins are exactly like NHL wins. Like it's it's usually not. It's usually given to someone who has is deserving of the award, award but not for the most recent sample size. Like, like Leo. Denzel Washington probably should have won for you know for Malcolm X instead of Training Day. Uh, Leo should have won for literally any of the movies he had done before the Rever- the Revenant, but he won for the Revenant. Like Al Pacino should have won for any of the Godfathers. Any but he won for Scent of a Woman. Like it's all of these. it's it's the lifetime achievement award it's the year where eric carlson was almost a point per game defenseman and they gave it to drew doughty you know it's it's it's,
1: it's so incredibly like to me i it's a lifetime achievement nominees for the heart this year are like or who i would pick are mcdavid won a gap matthews crosby like i don't care which order matthews crosby you put him in but to say that mcdavid isn't the most valuable to his team when if you take him off that team they would literally be probably sixth in the division is a joke it's a joke
0: yeah it's we've already seen what the Edmonton Oilers are like like without McDavid they're pretty they're bad Like terrible. it's terrible exactly so it's boggles my mind here like we I don't know like, I
1: stop galaxy braiding we don't need mental gymnastics like we don't need any of that and you know what quite frankly you see Soros is not getting enough love for the heart yeah that guy physically do, dragged Nashville into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, we were talking about them selling everything because they sucked, you know, a couple months ago and now they're in the now they're clinching a playoffs. I but, mean,
1: they still probably should have. I mean, still.
0: But we have what we need to do is this is the biggest thing that comes down to this with the heart is we don't wait the heart and the Lindsay, you know, like equally. We always think the heart is the premier award and the Lindsay's kind of the secondary. And so with the heart, the wording is, you know, the most valuable player to his team. Rizzo is just like the best player in the league. Like it's, you know,
1: it's voted on to by like, your peers, which to me means more like people say, oh, well, yeah. they, they, people say Carey Price, like these players say carry price is the best in the league okay but no one in the league is that stupid that they don't think mcdavid's the best in the league like you can goalies are it's a bit of a different animal because people don't really know how to evaluate goalies but to me yeah. being recognized by your peers is always more important than people who sit in the press box
0: oh uh, writers don't know shit i'm a writer i don't know shit like we had it's people we, voting
1: for essa liddell for the norris last year he was the third best defenseman on his own fucking team
0: we had people putting Alex Ovechkin like we we had a year where Alex Ovechkin made the all and he was a first team NHL All-Star left wing and a second team NHL All-Star right wing because people didn't know what fucking wing he played. Like it's, like it's ridiculous. D- it doesn't make. So what we need to do is we need to wait the Lindsay like when it comes to reputation and like legacy, we need to wait the Lindsay and the heart equally. We need to stop making. one No, I would have the, the Lindsay
1: pre- way more than that.
0: No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need to stop. We need to stop looking at the heart as like the premier award that everyone needs to argue about. Yeah, Once because everyone turns ar-
1: themselves into f- a friggin' fucking pretzel trying to vote for it. Like, the amount of mental gymnastics going into yeah. the heart trophy every year would make Simone Biles look pedestrian. Just stop pedestrian. galaxy branding
0: everything. Just stop galaxy branding yeah, everything. You don't need to do say,
1: it. Like, I get it. You want to give Crosby his due, like that's fine, or you give whomever their due. But to say McDavid isn't the most valuable player to his team this year is asinine. Yeah. Like, and everyone's allowed to have your opinion, but also everyone's entitled to be wrong. And in this case, it's like at least when Taylor won, it was you could have Hall, McKinnon, like there was a debate. This is mm-hmm. not a debate. This guy is putting up numbers that are in the conversation with Wayne Gretzky.
0: I just told you, this guy is fighting math. He's so good. And we're sitting
1: here trying to turn ourselves into pretzels to give Crosby a heart vote. Are you out of your mind?
0: This guy is so good, he's throwing hands with math and winning. Stop it ends there
1: and and also like victor Hedman too like this is ridiculous yeah.
0: it's it's that's a reputation award like we gotta it's make sure a complete, it's complete dougie yeah.
1: hamilton has been so good this year i was talking to a, a like a couple people who play in that division this year and mm. they were saying like that guy is impossible to play against yeah he's year. incredible and then kale mccarr like misses time and is still putting up absolutely insane numbers the reason why I don't have Adam Fox as number one is because he's put up a bunch of good numbers, but defensively to me, from what I have like watched, it's still not as impactful as somebody like Kael McCarr or Dougie Hamilton, but I absolutely believe he deserves to be nominated.
0: Yeah, like, Those are the three Rachel, for me. You're forgetting one very important thing that might hurt Dougie Hamilton's case.
1: He likes museums?
0: He went to a museum one time. Right. And that's just according to the code that's just unacceptable no 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 ridiculous all right now before we hop into our deep dive quick word from our sponsor
2: i love that that is the sound of another sale on shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your business shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo! Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way, from creating product listings, to making discount codes, to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience, and you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash BlueWire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to Shopify.com slash blue Wire right now. That's Shopify.com slash blue Wire.
0: The Buffalo Sabres.
1: Okay, so I'm going to need you to fill me in because all I saw today oh. was, like, that one Eichel quote. Like, I, I I, saw that John Vogel wrote something, and I briefly mm. kind of, like, skimmed that. Uh, I saw that Wyshynski wrote something, and I skimmed that, but, like, I didn't see, like, the whole of it. And as someone who has, like, I mean, actually, like, what I had is more severe than a herniated disc. Like, I could talk about neck injuries, because I've done way too much work with that, and, and I deal with it on a daily basis. Like, it's a mm. lifelong effect type thing.
0: So, basically, Jack Eichel, he had a media availability, and he was not happy in his media availability. As some, is,
1: is he Has he been? When was the last time Jack Eichel was happy?
0: Like... I, I don't know I honestly okay. I don't think he's ever been happy I think the last time he was happy Was in that video that, that was posted on social media Before he got drafted Where he's shotgunning a beer And going Buffalo I'm coming for you Before his draft I think that was the last time He's been happy Because then he arrived To Buffalo and realized Oh no This place is terrible
1: Okay so um, walk me through this And let's Let's break it down In a, a Different way Than maybe Some other media Let's and podcasts Well yeah
0: Doing it So basically assen- Essentially what happened Is he's talking about how there's a, there's been a huge disconnect between the team and himself on what since he's been injured because he's been injured for basically the entire season and a big thing is he has a herniated disc in his neck there's there is, he he says he's going to be ready for next season regardless you know of what happens or where it's going to be which is a big one but what he's essentially hinting at here is that what he's saying here is is i'm under contract with this team and they hold a lot of cards on what i can and can't do now he was asked a question by um paul hamilton he's a sports uh, sabers reporter for wgr sports radio essentially okay. saying well it's, it's your body your choice like why can't you like like why don't you just go get the surgery and he goes it doesn't work that way you know i'm i'm under contract by this team and it's it's really tough because i can't like there's a certain procedure that he wants to do Ellie freeman then came out and reported reported this there's a certain procedure that he wants to have done that would allow yes. him to be ready for next season. I know but exactly team, what
1: procedure this is. Yes.
0: Yeah. And the team isn't really gung ho on that. And they've been going back and forth. And I think at this point, like what, what's really interesting to note is, you know, like when it comes to terrible personnel decisions, players can put up with a lot, you know, but when it comes to the team fucking with their health and their livelihood, that's where the relationships degrade. We saw that with Trent Williams, the best offensive lineman in the league in the NFL. It happened
1: with Taylor Hall in New Jersey.
0: It, yep, happened with Taylor Hall in New Jersey. It's I happened with it a happen. lot of Yeah, which is exactly why it's great to have you here because a big quote that really stuck out to me is there've been some tough conversations, but I've got to do what's best for me. I'm only gonna play hockey for so long. I'm 24 years old and only have so many years playing this amazing game. And he's right. And why would you ever risk your long-term production for an organization like the Sabres who have essentially done nothing for you?
1: No, so no, 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 no. Risk long-term health for nobody.
0: For nothing. Let's, full so stop. It's, full yeah. stop. So what's your, what's your take on this, Rachel?
1: Okay, so surgery is always a last resort. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just being an athlete myself, I can speak to that. Like, I've, I've been putting off knee surgery for 15 years. I'm right? literally
0: in the middle of rehabbing my torn meniscus instead of getting surgery.
1: Now, it's when it comes to your neck it is different because your neck and spine wise like that houses your spinal cord and so there are lifelong effects so for me like I had a really really bad neck injury uh when I was Mm. 16 years old um and I I have lifelong effects from it um and I I will have it for the rest of my life and I will have to have surgery one day um but when it comes to things like a herniated disc, I, unless you have gone through a herniated disc in your neck, it is, first of all, it's not the same thing as a herniated disc in your back. Um, that's, it's a lot harder to play through a herniated disc in your neck because it impacts your ability to turn your head. Right. Whereas, if you have it in your lumbar spine, and if you don't know what your lumbar spine is, it's essentially from your mid back down. But if it's in your neck, it's what's in what's called your cervical or thoracic mm-hmm. spine. It's mo- more than likely it's in his cervical spine, which is where like my issue is, and surgery is very risky because they have to go in either through your mouth or through the side of your neck. What? Yeah, and your mouth. Yeah. Um, and so essentially like there are inherent risks to that. Um, you can lose your ability to speak if they nick the wrong thing. Um, now the therapy for a herniated disc sans surgery is awful. Uh, mm. it involves traction. It involves absolutely awful physical therapy that I would not wish on anybody. Um, and the reality is, is it doesn't, it maybe cuts the time shorter by a month and he's going to have to get surgery later on in his life. Anyways, like it's not going to be fully healed. You do not heal Hmm. a herniated disc without surgery. Like it just, you don't do it. It just doesn't Um, happen. Right. You can heal it to a point where you can use it, but it will never be a hundred percent healed. Right. And so Jack Eichel coming out and, and, it's true. So uh, teams will discourage uh, players from having surgery because more than likely it's it's a longer recovery. and we're also not talking about a meniscus tear where. they go in and they clean it up and you're fine in six weeks. Like that's not the same thing. Um, and so they'll just dis- they'll, they'll try and discourage you. but when you're under contract, uh, how it works is you can go get a second opinion. you got to pay for it as a player. And the second opinion sends those records back to your team. And your team physician still makes that call. And so this is where I'm going to paint the difference. Remember when Mm -hmm. McDavid had that PCL injury a couple of years ago? Yeah. So they went, and there's a a documentary on it. Uh, They went and they got like a second and third opinion. And in consultation with the doctors, the Oilers allowed McDavid to make the decision because it was going to be what was best for him. I I can almost guarantee you had it been the Oilers' decision, they would have said you're having surgery, right? But mm-hmm. they because it's their star player and because he went and was educated on it and and they knew that there was a relationship there that they had to manage, they yeah. allowed him to make the decision but everything was done in consultation with the Oilers' doctors cuz that's what the contract says. In Buffalo, it sounds like Jack Eichel went to get a second opinion. Those records were sent to the Sabres. Jack Eichel's second opinion and Jack Eichel wanted to have the surgery. And I I quite frankly can't blame him. Um, And the Sabres said no. If that's the case, what can happen is the player can lose faith in the team physician. Oh my the fl- God. The player feels as if the organization doesn't have his best interests at heart. And when he came out and said, you've got to look out for yourself. That tells me he doesn't trust anybody in the Sabres no. organization. And I Why would he? Like, I know Sabres fans don't want to hear this. I would be shocked to see him ever put on a Sabres uniform again. Because once yeah. you lose, it's, it's very different from... Like, oh, McDavid's disgruntled because the team is bad versus Michael's exactly. disgruntled because he doesn't trust that the organization has his best interests of his health in mind. That's not the same thing. You know what
0: they're doing? They're literally saying we value the the, the revenue in tickets that we'll get from having you on the ice, regardless if you're 100% or not. The, the yeah. couple games that we're going to have next season, you know, like fans and everything that are coming back, You if you'd get the surgery, you'll probably miss, like how long would he miss if he gets the surgery I would say now? he
1: would probably miss, first of all, if he had the surgery immediately, he would have been ready for the start of the season, but because they pushed it, he yeah. would probably be ready six or seven games in?
0: So they're literally saying, Three okay. home games?
1: You're missing maybe three home games.
0: We value the revenue that we get in in extra tickets from you being on the ice for three home games um more than a your health and b having having our most prized asset, our captain, our face of the franchise, a former second overall pick, a player we've invested ten years and ten point five million dollars per year into we value that more than the health of this player and i like that is despicable
1: so just from a a human perspective um... yeah. When, and professional athletes, obviously, it's a little bit more at the forefront. But when you are an employee and you are told, and I'm going to speak very vaguely because I think everybody kind of Ooh. knows what road I'm going down. When you're an employee of an organization or like no matter where you work and you have an injury, uh, a physical ailment, like you have mono, you have a mental health issue. And that organization makes decisions and tells you that through their decisions that your health is not as important as the revenue generation or the success of that organization. What that does is it erodes the trust between the employee and the organization, and therefore the employee, in this case Jack Eichel, loses trust and does not want to be there anymore, thereby creating a toxic environment. And so when When you're an employee and you are told either up front or through the decisions of the organization that they do not give a shit about your long-term health, you stop caring and you don't want to be there anymore. And it shows through in the quality of your work or in Jack Eichel's case, the quality of his play. Yeah. He, by doing what he did today and the Sabres, let's make no mistake here, are at fault for this. He has forced himself out of Buffalo. He has absolutely forced himself out of Buffalo because once the trust is gone, it's gone. The second a Saber's physician, let's say he hurts his ankle, right, and that same guy, he goes to that guy. Are you going to trust him? I would never. I would never trust that. No chance. As someone who's
0: done, as someone who's done interviews, you know about their current employer. I can tell you that this is a, this is the demeanor, if you watch the clip, this is the demeanor and the, the phrasing, like the polite phrasing, of someone who is not happy with his employer.
1: I have been through this, not injury-wise, but mentally, and I'm sure you watched the presser. Yeah. Does Jack Eichel saying what he did today remind you of maybe what happened in March at a bar in 2019?
0: It was February, actually.
1: Or February?
0: Yeah. Wow. Way to, way to remember our friendiversary, Rachel. Sorry. Wow. Sorry.
1: I was wow. too Um, But like, nah, what I'm matter. saying is is like, there's a difference between Connor McDavid saying, I don't like the team you've put together. It's trash yeah. and I want out versus you don't have the best interests of my long-term health in mind. I don't trust you. I don't want to be here anymore. One thing is not the same as the other, and quite frankly, the latter option is way worse. Like you could easily, Jack Eichel could flat out not show up for training camp next year and have his contract voided. He flat out could do that because I, I would, I would, I would say I don't, I don't trust the the medical personnel here anymore.
0: Health is what gets superstars to leave their homes. Like it is, it is what gets superstars to leave. Like Peyton Manning. it was a neck injury with him and he came back and there was a disagreement over medical stuff. So they parted ways and he went to Denver. Andrew Luck retired in his prime right before the season from the Colts because, you know, he had just, they had essentially failed to protect him from a health perspective. Trent Williams is a big example of this best offensive lineman in the league. Incredible talent. He burned an entire year of his career in the middle of his prime because the year before um, the Washington Football Team uh, uh, medical staff they f- they they were doing like a, a physical on him and they failed to they they failed to find first of all find and then I guess sort of like diagnose a non cancerous tumor on his head. What that that yeah? Did you not hear about That's this?
1: Negligence
0: exactly. And so the, and so he literally sat out the entire year, forfeited all this money, you and eventually I- was traded. So this is like these are superstars super like most of the time superstars can put up with a lot unless you're aaron Rodgers. um from a team pr- production perspective like yeah. david has been playing in edmonton you know with with just shit but teams i guarantee around him. you
1: had they not handled had they not given him a say in oh, his knee he'd, he'd already be, be gone
0: think and look at this eichel think about all the shit eichel's put up with all the shit that he's put up with his entire career, the 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 you know the season that made Ryan O'Reilly the guy who won the Con Smythe the next year. Oh, and we're really getting sick. there. Yeah, like and yet it's this that has done it for him. It's this that has made him talk like this because we've always seen him. We've always seen him be be you know really diplomatic about talking about Buffalo. We've always seen him you know no matter he's had every opportunity to just slam them and be frustrated. He's we've always sho- seen he's him. He's a
1: soldier man. That guy. Yeah. Never said anything bad about the organization, so for him to come out and say like, "There's this been a, a disconnect," deal. that means it's a it's a pretty big one. But like, we're talking about we talk about oh this player is a cancer or this player is a cancer. Could we talk about the fact that the Buffalo Sabers organization is a cancer? Look what they did to 100%. Ryan O'Reilly. Taylor Hall was hated in Buffalo, his life in there. literally hated his life. Is in Boston now and putting up literally eight times the production. Yeah. Uh, and Rasmus, he's loving life. Rasmus Ristolainen has and Rasmus Dalin the, the Rasmai, if yeah. you will, have been effectively ruined in Buffalo. Like I don't, I quite frankly, I think it's the Pagulas because they've had Tim Murray and Kevin Adams and Jason Botterill and whomever else. And I think it's the Pagulas. Um, they
0: weren't this like they weren't like the Sabers weren't great, but they weren't like a derelict franchise. Before the Bagulas took over.
1: And then the Pagulas took over and effectively forgot about them to work on the Buffalo Bills. And here we are.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, you know, at the draft, speaking of where's Kim at the draft, we had Kim Bagula announcing some picks. So at least we know she's alive, which is great. It's good to know.
1: But like we need to talk about we people have no issues saying, oh, this guy's a cancer. This guy's a cancer. Whatever. The Sabres are nuclear. Like this is Chernobyl. Like the Sabres are basically Chernobyl.
0: How does anyone sign with the Sabers? Like how like how you're a free agent. Doesn't matter doesn't matter Sam how Heidhart
1: looked like he was going to leave. Did you see his thing? That guy looked like he was going to cry.
0: It doesn't matter how desperate you are for a spot in the NHL. Like what, like on it would you not if you if you're a fringe guy and you're desperate for a spot in the, in the NHL, would you not just like take a you know an NHL money deal on like an AHL team? And, and try and find a, a job. I have
1: clients who, who uh, are kind of like those fringe players and, and all of them have said, I, I would rather play in the A than, than play Exactly.
0: In the like, why would you ever want to go there? Every... They don't have scouts! They don't have an assistant. They, they do now. I guess Carmanos is in there. But, like, they, it, it is not... Not only are they terrible from an on-ice perspective, not only are they terrible from, like, a, a you know, an actual, like, human decency perspective... They they don't have anyone working for them. You have no resources.
1: And honestly, what what's happened now is everyone knew Eichel was unhappy. But like as so mm. as someone who used to work in a front office, like when when you have a player that comes out and and basically says the trust is eroded there, that not only does that send a signal that we've really screwed up as an organization, but it also it speaks to the dysfunction of the organization. And it also just drove his trade value
0: Into the way dirt.
1: down because now people know he doesn't want to be there anymore and it's not hockey related. Like I'm sure for hockey reasons, he doesn't want to be there. But as a member, like if I've, I was sitting in the Buffalo front office or actually better yet, if I'm sitting in another front office and I yeah. see that, I am all over that because he's never going to play in Buffalo again.
0: Well, you look at, look at what they got. Look at what, how Boston was able to get Taylor Hall out of there. Like, yeah, if you, like it's
1: completely eroded his trade value.
0: And and where have we seen this before? It just happened. You just lost a superstar Different circumstances, for, though. Yeah, but Pep, you just lost this a superstar worse. for... This is This is 100% worse, but regardless, both of those players were not going to be playing for that team either, either in the near future, or which was, you know, after this season... So they're, both of these players are essentially sunk costs. Both of these yes. players aren't going to be playing for you past this season. So we're they're in because of their just complete negligence. They are they've Inept. eroded any they've eroded any chance of them just like dragging some sort of victory from the jaws of defeat here they've eroded that possibility and it's all their fault this is completely self-inflicted it's very rare that you see a player elect for the surgery players are always like i want to rehab it i want it like whatever can get me back on the ice quicker i'm doing that right now with my knee i could probably i could go in mcdavid did yeah but i could go in like personally i'm talking about i could go in to the hospital like you know, tomorrow have them cut my knee open and, you know, and, and work my way back from there, but I'm trying to rehab it and it's working pretty well, which is great. But like, because I want to get back out and running again as quickly as possible. This is a guy in the middle of his prime. Like we're talking about a 24 year old. He's basically our age. And he's saying, I want, like, I want you to cut into my neck, probably through my mouth, which is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. And be, because he want, he he values his own health when, when it's that, at that level, maybe just, Take the player at their word. Maybe do that and make, like, this is, what they don't understand is this is such a, you win, sure, you win the battle but you lose the war. Like, what hill are you going to die on here? You are, you're you're going to ruin the relationship.
1: Think about it from this perspective. The Leafs are able to attract free agents and one of the reasons they were able to do that is because of their sports science and medical department. Yeah. You look at guys who came here after catastrophic injuries. You fix Tyler Ennis. And, and... Tyler Ennis, exactly. And were able to, and and they signed in Toronto because of the reputation of the sports science and medical department. There are going to be players that will not sign in Buffalo because of this, because of the the reputation in Buffalo of the medical department is now completely ruined because if you can't even manage Jack Eichel. How the hell are you going to manage anybody else? And so for me, that's the biggest issue here is now you've got players that don't trust the medical professionals.
0: No player is going to sign in Buffalo because of this. None. They will like this this will be
1: It's a big problem. It's a big it's a huge to me. Problem. This is this is it's it's grounds for dismissal for that entire medical department because you have to show yeah. Eichel, like, if you have any chance of retaining Eichel, you, gotta, think they you do. have to light every single contract on fire in that department because they have, have clearly have shown it. that they don't have the trust of the organization's best player.
0: Well, that's a great that's a great place to end this podcast, Rachel. Do you have anything for the Kovalev shift this week?
1: No, I... I You're in a good mood. I, I don't. I'm actually, yeah, I'm in a... I'm in a good mood. I was just, I was absolutely shocked. I knew Eichel was unhappy in Buffalo. Yeah, but this, this is, a, is another level. This is level. not not the same as as being hockey this unhappy, is which negligence. is what Taylor was. Taylor was yeah. hockey unhappy. To be medically unhappy, did you fucking with your livelihood? Like, so, like for me, right, the way I look at it is, if I was just unhappy in New Jersey, I would have just said, I I, I want to work for a different organization. Yeah. What happened in New Jersey was so bad that I came home and said, I never want to work in hockey again. That's not Mm. the same thing. And so Eichel goes and says, it's not that I don't want to be in Buffalo. He likes playing hockey in Buffalo. He loves, he actually loves the city of Buffalo from everything that I've heard. But for him to be medically unhappy, he's never playing there again. He's he never... And not unless they get a completely new medical staff. And even then, I'm not even sure that that he will play there again. They're going to be forced to trade him. And now, like, teams are going to know that. Buffalo's hands are tied. They're not going to get value. Like, I'm sure they're still going to get good players. But, like, okay, you've got... And we'll talk about this on another podcast. This is maybe an off-season podcast. Yeah, but, like, yeah. the Rangers, the Kings, um, maybe, maybe Vegas... Um, Seattle, mm-hmm. something like that. I, 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 just I can't see how he returns to Buffalo. I, I, and a Sabres fans like oh, I'm so sorry. You guys deserve you, way yeah. much, like just way more than this.
0: This is just this is fan abuse, basically what they've dealt with. This is just, yeah. I, I, ugh.
1: and I feel bad for Jack Eichel. Let's also not, yeah, skip over course. that, like. 100%. Are you kidding? This is your neck. We're not talking about wrist surgery here.
0: No, this like we're is your, talking neck. About your
1: neck. This is not to be fooled around with.
0: This is this is literally the stand for your brain. It's the infrastructure that keeps it on your head.
1: You can you can say whatever you want about like a knee, a wrist, a, like a hip even, but like your neck, that is that's the kind of thing where when you get older, like as you get older, you may not be able to play with your kids like we're talking we should be talking about this neck injury in the same way we talk about concussions because your neck and your head are are so closely like related in terms Mm -hmm. of how the injuries kind of go together and how things work together that um people with neck injuries actually have post-concussion symptoms because the severity of the neck injury can cause things like migraines and, and vision issues. And so with Reimer. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where the neck injury is, it's one of those things that, that really, really does need to be taken seriously. And if a doctor says, especially a second opinion says I would recommend surgery, then like it is rare. You will find with neck because of the, the danger of the surgery, It is rare you'll find a doctor that says, I I think you should have surgery because they always will recommend the therapy first. Mm -hmm. So for a doctor to say, I think you should have surgery, which if that's what happened, he probably needs to have surgery.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap the podcast right now. Um, So you can find the podcast on Twitter at staff at staff graph. You can find Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. Find me on Twitter, Mikey Stevens, 81. The podcast is on iTunes. It's on Spotify, it's on Google Play, it's on every podcatcher you can possibly think of with your big, beautiful mind of yours. Um, you can buy our, our merch at Redbubble, redbubble.com slash staff um, And as always, leave us a review. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to hear from you. And as I always say, you know, it, we love the positive reviews. We very much urge you to do that. If you're going to leave us a negative one, make it entertaining so we can laugh at it. Um, and Rachel, do you have anything to leave the listeners with until we, we tickle their eardrums again on, on Friday?
1: Wear a mask, get vaccinated, drink water.
0: Perfect. Peace!